a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. This is the Southwick wrap-up. It's later than usual, and blame me because uh, these guys were ready to do it last night, and I was not, and I put it off for today, and then JT had a meeting, so it all kind of got pushed back into later today. So blame me uh, for coming out later today. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Zach Osborne, wearing fly and crushing it out there in Moto2. Thank you, flyracing.com. Check them out on the web. They've got mountain bike stuff. They've got watercraft stuff. They've got a whole line of hard parts as well. I know you think of them just as a gear and a helmet company, but they have a ton of uh, cool stuff on flyracing.com. Thank you, Alpine Stars. Tech 10, the most advanced boot motocross today. The A1 chest protector. The A4 chest protector. Uh, please check them out. And slickwash.com. Adam Cincerillo, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, using the three-step wash process system to make your life easier. It makes the other washes easier as well down the ro- road. So use the code STEVE, all caps, I believe, uh, to save on a three-step wash process from the folks at slickwash.com. And finally, Maxis Tires. Uh, Maxis.com. Mountain bike tires. Fantastic. Light truck, trailer tires. And the MXST line, which is uh, launched last year, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, used by privateer AJ Cantanzaro out there in Supercross. Maxis.com for more information for those guys. So, all right, let's get right into the Southwick wrap-up with Weege and JT. Talk a little Southwick and uh, and much more. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Support the sponsors. Use the codes. All of that stuff. And uh, check out PulpMX.com if you want. Some great stuff on there. Uh, each and every week, although I'm pretty biased about that. I do appreciate you guys reading the website and checking it out and uh, helping out Tony Blazer and Kiefer and Swisscore and everybody else that writes for me, Sweeney, Mike Sweeney as well. Uh, yeah. All right, on to the review. And now, as promised, it's the Jasons on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X Southwick Review Pod, presented by Maxis, Alpine Stars, and the folks at Slick Wash. Thanks to them for coming on board. Uh, let's get into Southwick uh, and talk all the things that happened, including Wygant hanging out with Jojo, which I really regret in my life. I left the track. Uh, first up, from RacerX Online, he's my boss. He's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. It's Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege? Oh, it was an awesome weekend, man. TV shows back to being a little bit more like clockwork. We've eradicated, I hope, a lot of the problems. Uh, that was a good start to the day. And then, yes, running into Jojo in the American Legion Hall at the end and then having him want to talk to you about fantasy about podcast, I, I didn't think he knew what these things were. No, but, no, uh, yeah, it was a glorious end of the day. Jojo is a is a technology man. He told me he has Twitter. He just doesn't know how to tweet. Okay, well, maybe not. Maybe go. I take that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also yeah. on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. He was at Southwick representing the folks at Fly Racing. 
It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I uh, I think I was asked maybe I'm going to say ten times. Why'd you choose to come to Southwick? So yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, why, why, why Southwick? Uh, just work for my schedule. Uh, it gets really crazy from here on out between uh, fly media launches and sales meetings and uh, MXGPs in Europe and all kinds of stuff. So it just was one that worked, and I had the weekend open. So why not? Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, Weege, uh, how was JoJo? He's a legend. Yeah, for uh, anyone under, what, 30 listening to this pod, they probably don't even know what we mean when we say oh. JoJo. It's this is, this is an actual person. This is a person's name. Uh, JoJo Keller, who I, I didn't like as a kid because he'd sometimes come down to English Town and really make life tough on Mickey Kessler. That really pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> Plus, like, I mean, JoJo would show up. He didn't look like he was in any kind of shape at all. No. Bike would be really bad. He had the jersey hanging out much more effectively even than Anderson. And then he beat your fastest local guy. It really got me mad. Oh, but yeah. Over the years, I've grown to appreciate JoJo. I've told this story before, but I have a Millville 85 uh, videotape. And JoJo uh, 500 class is gone. Um, <laughs> Bailey's there. Glover's not there. Glover broke his wrist at this point. Bailey's there on a factory 500. Gold Brecker, Lyles. JoJo is gone. Gets a flat tire. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, that, I don't know if it was pure talent or like it only happened every once in a while. I don't know hmm. what it was. It's just like I don't know in any particular championship if JoJo Keller measured up, but these weirdo races here and there. Jo- absolutely. JoJo apparently can ride down a railroad track on a on a dirt bike. <laughs> JoJo's acute sense of balance and hand-eye coordination is second to none. You know what's funny about all these Southwick legend type guys is that they're always thought of as like they didn't have the talent, but they had the heart. But in a way, okay, so John Dow did not start riding dirt bikes until 21 years old or something like no, that. No, I think he, he started riding at 16, but then yeah, he, okay. turned he, pro. turned pro. Turned pro at 21. Yeah. Take it either way. John Dow started riding at 16 and became like a Supercross champ in the 125 class, could like win nationals against anybody straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might actually be the most talented rider of all time. <laughs> easy easy there like that's that's ridiculous well ah what are these things oh, i'll give it a shot give me about five years and i'll be good enough to run quite a jump you're making if, there. if you look at hangtown the mutter and the ground it was a huge mutter the mutter that dowd won he literally won a pro national like six years after beginning learning how to ride six or seven years thank after you learning. yes thank you he well <laughs> hold on a second you're not gonna if you if most kids start riding at five years old they're not gonna win a national at 11 so let's pump the brakes on this these your <laughs> conclusions you're jumping to here wow jt with john Dowd hater <laughs> no i'm just saying you guys are you guys aren't comparing apples to apples here all right i'll just compare him to anyone else i want to find someone else who started at 16 and was that fast it doesn't happen that you can't you're not, that doesn't happen that's my point. He's the most talented rider ever. No, you're you. If you changed all the sample size and made everybody start at 16, I think you would have more cases to go from. But that doesn't happen. So if Stu started at 16, Stu would be super oh. fast at 21. Hold he on. would have won a national at 17. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> Stu mentioned check, check. <laughs> Stu mentioned in the pod. Yes. Um. All right. Anyways, JoJo legend. And uh, I wish I would have uh, – yeah, I, I'd left the track when you texted me and said JoJo was, was looking for me. Otherwise, I would have been yeah. there. Yeah, damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Southwick, uh, 
another rough one, another hot one. Uh, not as hot as WW Ranch by any means, but man, I got a lot of comments, and I don't know why this is. I I saw Treadwell earlier in the day, and obviously he works with Keith Johnson there, and I didn't get a chance to ask him about it, but I purely picked Treadwell's brain for fantasy advice. But um, I I got a lot of I can't believe how rough this year was. Now I don't know if that was just coming off WW, the guys are smoked, and now they got to go into and and they told me it was a freeway in practice. I only watched a little bit of the second practice. I didn't make it out there for the first one. So I don't know what the guys could have done. Like they didn't so it was a freeway, so it means they didn't leave it rough. So that means it didn't get rougher than normal. But man, did I get a lot of I can't believe how brutal the track was today. But that could have just been I don't know. We did you hear this from other guys? I, I got a lot of that. Uh dude, yeah, the end of the day, and I don't know what the difference is. If it was just if you remove the Florida race before it, maybe it's not Southwick, maybe it's residual from that. I don't know. Uh, Zacho in our best post race show ever video we did, he told me that it was way hard, not sandy, less sandy than ever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the second moto, he's like, it got sandy. He's like, I don't know if we broke through it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, see, found all, I don't sense. know. He's like, the I don't get it. The track he said turned way worse than he ever imagined it would be in the second moto. Yeah, I don't know. And, and I got it. And I got it in my post race stuff. I got a lot of holy shit. I can't believe how rough this was. And I'm just like, I mean, it's Southwick. Like uh, maybe there was something different, but. You know, it was a freeway in practice, so it can only get so rough. If they had left it rough, JT, remember that one year it was rough yep. for practice? I don't know why they well, did that or whatever. But It was Steve Whitelock in all his glory. Uh, yeah. He wanted the tracks to get rough again, so they decided from the warm-up race the weekend before, the NESC warm-up race they have, we'll just leave it. Yeah. So we started on Saturday, and imagine a, n- a whole other day of riding added in because it was a two-day event. Yeah. Uh, we started on Saturday with the track left from the weekend before, so it was brutal back then. Yeah, so you know, if you told me that had happened again, I'd be like, okay, I get it, but it was a freeway in practice, so I don't know, whatever. But it, it, I I watched, and yes, I wasn't out there, and you know, it's always, it seems rougher when you reflect on years gone past. When I watched, I didn't think it was all that rough, to be honest. Like, even... I walked onto the track trying to cut across the track at certain parts of the day. And it was rough. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't think it was that yeah. brutal by yeah. any means. Yeah. You know, go, yeah. back, go back and watch some old videotapes. It's, it was much rougher in years past at certain, in certain years, not every year, but yeah. in certain years, definitely yeah. rougher. Yeah. It just looked like a normal Southwick to me, but whatever. Well, it's gotta be the Florida thing, right? It's gotta be the Florida thing. I, I believe that most guys were, even if they felt like they were recovered, I don't think it's possible to be a hundred percent recovered. Yeah. Right. Well. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it was that's Chase residual. That's yeah. Chase Sexton. Um, all right. Uh, what was more impressive, Marvin's first moto or Osborne's second moto? Because they were both pretty equal to me. I, I don't know if we can, you know, award one or the other. But the point is, is those were two great rides. Marvin was on fire. Marvin said his fastest lap and practice in the second practice which is very hard to do uh osborne uh grabbed the lead early in moto two and and took off like both rides were phenomenal i thought marvin gets the overall win second win in a row so he's back and feeling it um i don't know jt both rides both guys motos were were very impressive yeah i would go with osborne only because he wears fly no okay only because Marvin's Marvin's won before, right? Won several times before, so we, you know, just coming off an overall win in Florida the weekend before, so it wasn't that surprising to me. It was impressive. 
Yeah. But Osborne, no. Osborne to come out of nowhere, win his first ever race, and to have, you know, a six, eight, ten second lead the whole race, to me it was more impressive only because I didn't expect it. Yeah, but I you know, I, I yeah, I'm not talking about ex- surprise. I mean, just impressive. But uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, impressive can also stem from surprise yeah. for me, right? So because yeah, Marv was Marv, Marv was putting it to those guys. Like, see you later. He was, he was, yeah. but it wasn't like, oh my god, like where did that come from? No, no, no. We yeah. we just saw his first moto at Florida was very similar right. to that, where he just dusted everybody in the first moto at Florida. So it was almost like, yeah, like Marv's on it. Maybe know? but Osborne, I was like, holy cow, like I didn't. I didn't think he would be able to run away from these guys, especially yeah. leading from the front like he did. Maybe we should stop with the Eli Tomac is so good at Southwick talk. Mars won two in a row now. And Eli was good, third overall. But he wasn't. Yeah, but like, Eli was faster than him last year. He just crashed. This year he was not as fast. So that's why I think I might even put Marv ahead. Like Marv's won a lot of nationals. I think this was his eighth four fifty overall. But I don't remember how many times I'm like, Yeah, dude, he just owned everybody. Yeah. Like Last week, he just went through everybody in the first moto. Right. Uh, this week, they were all up there. They all got good starts, and he just he just took off. I mean, they were all running the same pace except him. Mm-hmm. He was another level higher. Yeah. I don't remember seeing that level of from Marv in the past. Like, damn, dude. Dude, he was good. And like I said, that second practice session, I immediately, like, we have this thing, All-Stars and Pulp Mex Fantasy, and I didn't like Marv only had, was he a 2 JT or a 1? <clears throat> Uh, he was at least a two. Yeah, I was like, I'm picking Marv because that's impressive. Like he's on it. Like there's there's no chance Marv doesn't get first or second today. Is what I was thinking. Like he was that good. I was just like, wow. So great, great job. Uh, I'm glad that look. I haven't been involved. I've raced for a long time. I haven't been a mechanic for a long time. But just like at the USGP with Tomac, I'm glad I can chip in with some advice every now and then to some of these riders and and have it pay off. We all know about my advice to Eli after Saturday at the USGP. Helped him grab a moto win. And, uh, yeah, same thing with Osborne. You guys were in a group text with him, and, uh, you know, he didn't have the greatest practice. I, I sent out a text, and, and he said thanks. I reminded him. And, and yeah, we just, you know, a little bit of another notch on my uh, resume there. Well, I mean, if you want to take it that far back, why don't you just claim that he wouldn't even be racing in the U.S. if you had not rescued him? Several years ago. Well, I mean, I was driving that boat too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know the the way the injuries have decimated the MXGP field right now. Maybe, maybe he'd be leading. Maybe you've cost him a world championship <laughs> by bringing him over here. In fact, <laughs> I'm just glad I could offer some advice on how to ride the sand. I'm good in the sand. I've always raced sand well, and uh, I know how to do it. And and I sent Osborne a little reminder text. I mean, he knows the stuff, but you know, sometimes these things slip the mind. And uh, so when 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 talking about the second moto winner of the Southwick National, you're going to throw in I'm good in the sand. I know how to ride it. Yeah. In compare in comparison to him. Right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you sound you sound like a bit of a hater, JT, but you were you saw the text and you saw Osborne's response. So, you yep. And, and, And Tomac agreed with me at the USGP. So, yep. He agreed. He didn't take the advice. He just agreed with your advice. He just said, like, so, I, I know, like, I know, I got it. And, one, then, he started, one, and then he started laughing. So they started laughing. We're going to disregard the fact that you're mentioning one of the most basic aspects of sand riding. And that's <laughs> going to be the claim to fame for you. That's like me telling, that's like me telling Zacho, hey, get a good start and go fast early in the moto and you'll do better. And then he does that. And then it's, I just take credit for that for the rest of the time. I don't know, bro. You, you, do, you do whatever you got to do. And I'll and I'll keep doing you know my stuff with helping riders out. So. Right, you'll just start reminding them of the most basic aspects of riding, and then take the claim. Well, 
you know, take the benefit of it when they win. Zach's response sure seemed, you know, appreciative and helpful. So, I mean, other than the tongue plant, you know, squarely planted in the corner of his cheek, yes, you're right. I don't know about that. Anyways, so yeah, it's not like I want a cut of his bonus money or anything. I just, yeah, you know, you're welcome. That, was, that was not in our text. I'm sure it was in a different one. So, a little bit of reminders help these guys every now and then, JT. Right. Yes. You know, Zacho did say he needed to work on. Steve did not provide any advice here. Was he said at Florida his problem has been the first three or four laps? Like the intensity of those dudes is ridiculous, and it really has been. I feel like even more than ever, and I think just because the field is so deep right now, like everyone still thinks they can win these things. Those first laps are furious, and he's like, "I got to do better." And you could almost see that second moto was like a conscious effort of, "I've got another good start." Yeah, and I'm. I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to have four guys pass me and then have to pass them back like <laughs> yeah. I did in Florida. And it freaking worked. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. It was a great ride. Um, first career moto win. And, and, and you know, with Anderson's so-so day, 7-5, uh, uh, so, and, and Webb was fourth. We're starting to see a little separation now. Marv's second in the points, I believe. Yep. And Kenny, we'll, got, we'll get to him. And then now Osborne. Uh, these three guys might start a breakaway. Is that too early to say? Are you just you're just counting Kenny out now? He's done for you, dude. Well, let's talk about him. So no, I'm, asking, I'm asking. I'm not. That's not a sarcastic question. I'm like genuinely asking. Well, that's 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 three motos now, where the heat and the track has gotten to him. Now I guess it depends on weather, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, he wasn't the same guy last week. He crashed. So maybe he hit his head, you know, when you crash, and also when it's super hot, like things get, like, we didn't, I don't think we totally judged last week, second moto, because we're like, huh? He crashed. But, you know, early on in both motos, he was feeling it. He moved up in moto one, he moved up in moto two, and then it just went, it just went south. Like, I mean, do you, what do you think, JT? Well, for sure. When you look at where he was, he was up front, and then he goes twelve ten or whatever the finish was. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was some twelve ten. Like yep. Yeah, uh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, for the speed he had, and there's really nothing else to point to other than he's suffering health wise. I at certain points of the second moto, second moto, he was blowing past everybody. I mean, he was clearly one of the fastest people on the track, and then don't- just could. Just couldn't hold on. Do you feel like he knows he doesn't have this in him, but he's going to show you? Because I don't know if that's a great strategy. Like, if you know you don't have it in him, and he does, he knows what happened in the first moto. Do you feel like, oh, I got to try to manage this thing? I got to try to back it down and manage this moto a little bit? Or is it like, hey, I'm going to get tired anyways. Screw it. But watch this while I'm fresh. Watch everybody. Well, I don't know that he knows when it's going to happen because it seemed like in early in the season, he was really unsure of what was going to happen, and then it didn't didn't phase him. Like he was able to just go win or get on the podium or whatever. And to me, it seems like in the early laps he's fine until he's not fine. And I don't I don't know that he knows that it's going to happen or when it's wow. going to happen or maybe he's going to get away with it or not. So he's just going like you know I'm going to go race, and if it doesn't happen, great, I'm going to do well, which he's done multiple times this season. But if it does hit him like it has, then he's screwed. So I, I don't know. It, I, it doesn't look like he's holding anything back to me at all. No, no, I know. That's yeah, I agree. He's on it. He's great. He's looking awesome. But I mean, Weege, if this continues, you can't. He's got a new deal with Honda. They're committed to him. He's committed to them. If this keeps happening, you you can't keep racing. Well, not if you're just prolonging the 
recovery process, whatever that might be, which yeah. is hard to define if he doesn't exactly know what he's suffering from. But you've got to figure that if you start trying to heal up it on August 1st, it's going to be way better than right. September 1st. I mean, we all but, agree. Yeah. We all, First of all, we all agree something's up with him, right? I mean, we all – Oh, I, like nobody I, thinks this is just <laughs> – I know you texted Zacho and helped him win the race. Yeah, I did. Thank you. I'll give JT credit here. Like, JT, you literally said, like, Florida is going to be the test. And the season completely and totally changed in the second moto in Florida, unless it was crash-related, but I think it's too much of a coincidence. Yeah. I think he drained himself, and JT, you literally said, it really doesn't matter. Until we get to Florida, we will not know. Well, and now I feel like we know. We, we all said that in our preview outdoors. We're just like, this is this is going to be the first hot one, whatever that comes. We will see what, ha- yeah, what happens. Yeah, but JT is able to know the weather 48 days in advance. Good point. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so they got to – he can't keep racing if he keeps doing this. We, we all agree on that, right? Or does he keep racing? Do you just send uh, him out there? Yeah, I don't I don't know how deals are – I mean, yes, uh, on the, the surface thing should be, yeah, this is not doing any good for anyone. It's just making him probably feel worse. It's not making him look good or the team look good. I just don't know how – they don't have Sealy. I don't know. Maybe there's some contractual thing where they're like, ah, we need a guy. No, because no, because that's why one of the reasons they didn't get Norn. They really like Freddie, and we'll get to him in a second. But, um, well, yeah, but they didn't get Freddie because at that point they still had Ken Roxon. No, but they have no contractual things. That's why they didn't get Freddie. It doesn't matter. So they they don't need anybody. Well, they have Tomita. Okay, so if Ken decides yeah. I'm done after, Red I don't Bug, think they'll just yep. they'll just go for Tomita. Yep. Okay. Uh right. but JT, so like. What is I – mean, I can't see – is it going to get better this weekend? What's the weather look like, weatherman, for, for Redbud? What are we looking at? I haven't looked yet. Um, okay. so that's on me. I will take the L on that. But, but. I mean, we're going into, we're going into the, the tough part of summer, right? It's not every, – every race we go to, there's a chance it's going to be hot. Uh, you know, the May and June rounds, we just kind of know it's, it's most likely not going to be brutal, but – regardless if it's Bud's Creek in August or whatever the case is, it's going to be hot more times than not. Um, so yeah, he's in a, he's in a very precarious spot right now because he's going into his third race in a row which, of which he really suffered the first two. And I don't think he's going to fully recover going into Redbud, even if it is not hot at Redbud, he's still going to be feeling the effects of two races that absolutely drained him. Uh, I just, he, John short caught and passed him in the second moto. Like love John short, but, you can't have that. Oh, it, it's, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's literally just riding around at that right. point. I mean, you look at his lap times, and he's you know, 10, they, 15, 20 seconds a lap slower Honda, than he should be. Honda's got short Lemay, Masterpool. If he comes back, he's got a back injury. Um, I'm probably missing a guy, and they should just literally every time one of those guys, whoever finishes highest, gets, gets the bike next weekend. The next weekend, that'd be cool. Like some sort of reality show. Like, oh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's what they want. I'm sure that's what they want Con- over there. Congratulations. Sort of show. You have a factory Honda for next week. Can you imagine Short and LeMay battling late in the race and the, the, the guy gets the factory Honda ride the next week? I don't know. It's not good, though. And I don't think this weekend's going to – I mean, maybe it'll be a little bit better. It's not a full sand track. It's close, though, nowadays. Red Bud. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, Tomac. Just kind of eh. Second moto, he was coming. 
he admitted afterwards, like it got to him. He admitted that it was Southwick and it was rough, and he he was coming in the second mode. I'm like, here it comes, here we are. Eli's putting a charge on, and it, it, he just stopped at one point, and maybe about halfway. So a good day, third overall. He stretches out his championship lead. I like him still to hold on to the title and repeat, but I was a little surprised at Eli's day, JT. It just wasn't the stellar Eli Southwick we're used to, and I don't know what to attribute it to. I don't know if it's uh, he had an off day. I don't know if the guys have closed the gap to him. Uh, I don't really know. Um, the one interesting thing about this, so say two weeks ago, maybe a little longer, uh, right after high points, I guess it'd be three weeks ago, well, even longer than that. Um, but regardless, I was kind of wondering if in the weekend off after high point going into Florida and then in any practice days subsequently, if the Baker's factory guys would be able to come together and work together to close down some of this speed gap that I felt like Eli and Roxon had. And it seems like that's exactly what they've done. You look at Zacco and Marvin and Anderson in time qualifying, Cooper Webb's early laps, they've all gotten faster together. They're all right at the front, and it doesn't seem like Roxon, which he has his own issues, but Eli, more specifically, can ride away from any of them right now. Uh, so I don't know if that's a terrain change or a weather change or whatever, but whatever's happened from the first four rounds to now, Eli is not faster than them anymore. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if that changes anymore in the, in the upcoming rounds. But it really does seem like those guys have found a way to neutralize that speed edge that both of those guys had. Weege, Cooper Webb, he's, he's close. He's there. He's, when you follow him on social media, he you know, talks about how he's getting there. He's pulling starts still. Little a tick off those guys, but yeah, he's in the hunt, uh, no doubt. It's not happening by the end of the moto, they've got a gap on him. It's still way better than I feel he was at the first couple of rounds. Uh, I feel like he's more competitive from high point on. Yeah, I, do, I agree. That, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, now <clears throat> I do feel like, um, remember when we did a live uh, fly racing radio show in the pits, I think in New Jersey, and all of a sudden we were hearing these boos, uh, when we mentioned Cooper Webb's name. Um, you know, it's life at the top. He's Supercross champ now. Uh, I've seen some residual, just from internet comments, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. People are like, yeah, now you're seeing, now you're seeing it. He doesn't have what it takes. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, there ended up being almost a little backlash with him winning the Supercross title. But I don't think those, I don't think that's well-founded. I don't think he's getting his ass kicked hardcore the, the way it looks. Yes, every moto he ends up, say, fourth or fifth, and the other guys beat him. He's, but I feel like it's yeah, it's manageable. He's um, he's feisty. He's fighting it. He's fighting. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and as I said, man, this is this is nuts. How good this racing is! Like these guys are really close. The opening laps are amazing. You could definitely be a fourth or fifth place guy in previous years and be down, not even in the hunt, not even close. Uh, but this year, fourth and fifth means you're probably still battling with them. So it's. Yeah, okay, he's the Supercross champ. He's not going to be the 450 motocross champ. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's a drop-off, but I don't right. think it's like, this dude sucks um, now, which I'm starting to hear from fans. I don't know what's up with that. Still better than on the Yamaha. Yeah, the Supercross thing just set an unbelievably high standard, as in you have to be the best rider or you're going to have a drop-off. Right. Uh, it's strange how it's worked out. Um, JT Anderson's day. 
Uh, moving forward in the first moto, then a crash. Second moto, he just yeah didn't didn't go well. Second moto, uh, I thought he looked just just kind of riding around a little bit out there, kind of by himself. But um, yeah, just not a great day for Anderson. Well, yeah, I mean the results aren't quite there yet for him. Uh, I still am very impressed by his his overall speed. And was he wasn't he the fastest in the first time qualifying session? Anybody remember that? I believe he was. Uh, which would have made two weeks in a row where he's at least top. You know, he was fastest overall at Florida, and then I, I think he was the fastest in the first session in Southwick, which we would have yeah. assumed. It's a high point too. Yeah, which yeah. we would have assumed would be the the fastest of the day. But Marvin put in some hero lap in the second practice, so I, I think the speed's there. He's just got to put the rest of the package together. Which honestly, after missing the entire Supercross series, it doesn't surprise me that he's not able to do that just yet. Uh, Honda PR just came in. Physical yeah, issues. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> physical issues hinder rocks in itself. <laughs> yes. But for now, I'm going to take it as it is. I'm going to keep my head up, hope for much better results at Redbud. I'm going to do everything I can throughout the week to prepare myself and get back to the very top. So it doesn't sound like he's yeah quitting anytime soon. Yeah, I just, I mean, if he has another one or two of these races, it, it's not. Yeah. You, you got it. Yeah. You got it. You got to sit him down. That's all. We'll see what Maybe happens. Maybe the mysterious part of this is almost helping in this case because, like, okay, we joked last week about. Thomas Covington knows he has Epstein Barr. We're like, you're done. You're done. It's not going to come around. It's not going to fix itself. But maybe because this is such a weirdo day to day, he feels good one day and bad the next. It makes them keep thinking, ah, maybe Redbud will be fine. Yeah. Well, I think the tough part of this too, and this isn't this isn't fair to Kenny, but I think it's in play is that he's been hurt so much and missed so much time due to real injuries like that we can define that this one's hard to wrap your head around and say, yeah, take more time off after you've missed so much time already, I think that's got to be in place somewhere. It's like, man, he's not, now he's not going to race again, but we can't even really figure out what's wrong. When you're HRC, that's got to be tough. And Kenny, you know, Kenny's the one suffering through this to, to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I just, I, I, I don't know how they don't have a handle on this one way or another. I mean, I think what the, the theory is from people close to him is that the antibiotics he took after the Lime Gate has broken down his system. And, and, but there's a fix for this, right? It's not just the rest of his life. Like, I don't, that's what I don't understand. I don't quite get that part. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but um, this seems to be the, the theory, the prevailing theory. Kenny mentioned it when he was on the Pulp Show, you know, but like, I, I, what's, the, what's the cure? There's got to be one. Is it just rest? Okay, cool. Then stop killing them in the outdoors and sit them down for Supercross, you know, for 2020. So I don't know. I just, it's weird. Yeah. Um, Barsha's really good at Southwick. Uh, first moto, he put his bike in neutral when the gate dropped. Did you guys see that? No. no that's yeah. not ideal, though. Yeah, not ideal. And I asked him after the race. First of all, I saw him walking out of the pits with his – is it a fiancé? Are they married yet? The wife? Barsha? Yeah. Yeah, wife. I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. right. Yeah, I saw him and his wife walking out of the pits, and I was in my rental car, and I gunned the rental car towards him, and I said, if we still hated each other, I could have ran you over. But I said we're good now, and he's like, "Yeah, good thing." So, anyways, uh, yep. I said, "What, what are you Maybe doing?" You should give him some tips. What are you doing off the? Oh, yeah, good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Um, I said, "What are you doing off the start?" He's like, "I don't know, dude. I just put it neutral." But he passed, I think, twenty-five guys on lap one. Sweet. So he will not get the RC Hard Charger Award because it will just show as like an eighth place start. Right. Uh, no, it, no, fourteenth place start. 
14th, yep. 14th. So he came from 14th. Yeah, so he passed, what, eight guys? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Good job. Uh, so not good for a Barsha. Not ideal to start like that. But, uh, yeah, he uh, yeah 6-6 on the day. Charged up, like I said. I thought he rode pretty well. Uh, his teammate, Aaron Plessinger, came back. I saw him in the in the rental car spot also, and I said, yeah, dude, it was a rough one. And he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, AP. I said, you know what? I go, I guess, I said, it's a rough one to come back to, but I said, you got to get that first one out of the way. And whether it's this weekend or next weekend, it, the first one would always be rough. And he's like, exactly. So he goes, I was that's a That's a weird one to choose to come back to, especially when everybody's planning on Redbud. Yeah, to, to one to up it one week, knowing it's Southwick is like. Yeah, I, I had more than one person say, like race racers say to me, like, "Man, that's a that's a curious decision of which, which race to come back yeah. to." I don't think one, one of yeah, go ahead. one of those was actually Justin Bogle because he did that last year and was like, "Ah, that was a that was one of the worst decisions of my whole life right. to do that." Well, eighteen sixteen, eighteen sixteen for AP, and like, I don't, he wasn't bombed at all. Like he was like, "Yeah, it was rough. It was tough. Like uh, whatever." Like what was that like a three year deal or something? Yeah, I'm sure he's just fine. Right, right. But you know, some of those privateer guys were loving it. Catching them and passing them, like, oh, just take that, man, take it. I give you the salary. Just suck your salary up your ass, you know. Like, well, think oh, about you know. if you're John Short passing Roxon at the end, <laughs> yeah, on a Honda, you know, the HRC right. factory guy, like, you know, right. one of the best riders in our generation. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but uh, so AP came back. Yeah, it was rough, but uh, you know, it, it'll get better from here. Savachi had a clutch problem in the first moto, pulled in, uh, got eighth in the second with a bad starting pick. So uh, that was what happened to Joey, uh, Freddie Norn. Yeah, I wrote. I was afraid this was this maybe could backfire on JGR. I talked about it. J Bone made sure to find me and was like, I, I saw I read what you wrote. He's like, Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, this was before the race. And then uh dude, Freddie killed it. I don't know how he did that. I don't know how he got off a Honda that he's been riding for fifteen years. Well, ten years. And then jumped on this JGR Suzuki with like one ride and then we, you're the JGR expert. This was good for the. Those guys were so happy. I can't explain to you how happy Budman and J Bone were. They were ecstatic. Something worked. Something yeah. worked. Yeah, they were. Although I, I, th- I feel like we all knew there there was the chance it wasn't gonna go uh, better than his privateer Honda in one week. But I don't. I'm surprised at your level of shock. I mean, he is still going from no mechanic privateer. Stock bike with mapping and, and some dude, good suspension to a factory bike. Like, we shouldn't be shocked, right? Dude, he got fifth. That's like a career best for him. Yeah, but he just went 9-8. He didn't go from getting lapped. So, okay. To, like, so, all right. So, so, riding a bike that he's ridden very well, he's getting on a Suzuki, a totally different bike, with one ride on it, and he sets a career best in the sand. This is this is fine he, he, he went from privateer to factory rider yeah it depends on best. like is that not that's that crazy it's crazy yeah it's fucking crazy. i think it depends on how you view it if you look at it just in a vacuum of how vacuum. much of, this, vacuum? of how much of the situation he improved then yes it makes sense we just we should we just know that racing doesn't always you know a plus b doesn't always equal c uh so yeah i, I was kind of more with steve as far as man this could look bad if he does if something doesn't gel perfectly it's not going to look great but obviously it did so yeah it was everybody in oh, he he was great freddie was amazing the riding was not only good but i also think some of that how pumped they were like you said steve they were super pumped and it's not just a result it's not just that they needed something to go their way 
I think they just like working with him. I think they really enjoyed working with them during the week leading up to it. Uh, they did say that they told him to bring his Honda and like, we want to see lap times. I think they were a little worried. Yeah. Like if he's way worse on ours, take another week or two to test. Right. Yeah. They said uh, you don't need to yeah. race this weekend. Right. Yep. Like don't take it. Cause you feel like we're only giving you one shot to say yes. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, last week, he oh, sorry, sorry, we sorry. Okay. All right. No, absolutely. The guy, sh- the guy should have done what he did. You're right. He should have gone shocked. He should have like, gone shocked. four spots better with one ride on, on a Suzuki. After riding Hondas for years. You're right. Uh, Privateer Honda Factory Suzuki. No mechanic. He did not have a mechanic. I don't know, bro. He did say, no. Isaac T- I-, I asked him, Isaac Teasdale's dad did change the filter and fill the bike with gas for him in between motos last weekend. Oh, he did? He was, okay. Yeah, I'm like, did you really work on your bike between motos? And he's like, no, I came in. I basically laid down. I was dead. And thank God his dad helped. Okay. Well, th- th- yeah. he told me he worked on his bike. Oh, you're getting you're getting bad info here, Steve. You need to take this up with him. Just between motos, he didn't. Well, Parabinos was hammering on Steve on our fantasy podcast about that not being possible. Like, there's no way he was he could be that hot and that tired and still get his bike ready in between motos. And <laughs> it comes true that he did not. I hate Freddie. Fred, Fred sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was good though. And and like again, oh, yeah. I'm happy for the JGR guys. Like. I thought they should have gave Chiz a couple more rounds. I did. Um, I th- I wrote that in Racerhead. Um, but Freddie's a better rider than Chiz, too. So, sorry, not sorry. He is. But I just thought they should have given Chiz a few more rounds. But maybe not. I, I, apparently, I was wrong on the adjustment. I was wrong on keeping Chiz. All hail Freddie Norn. Just almost said a career best. He said Barsha hit him so hard in the last turn or two in the first moto. He said, I'm. He's a better rider than Chiz outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, good job for JGR and Freddie. That's awesome. I have one question. I have one question Hold with on. Freddie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you think that Freddie not really caring or putting any time towards Supercross at all has made him a better outdoor rider? No, he tries for Supercross. He had a ride. He raced Supercross. He cares. This year? Yeah. <laughs> he raced 250 East Coast. He made like three mains. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. I'll just that. <laughs> That kind of makes my case for me that he's obviously not riding Supercross very much. <laughs> I mean, he was a top ten guy in a couple mains. Uh, I thought I saw in America. Like, yeah, yes, in America. Yes, okay. I thought I saw like seventeenths in these last couple, like New Jersey round. I just looked it hold up. Hold on, hold on. He. All right, we're gonna look it up here. All right, I'll take while you look that up. Let's take it a, a step further. Let's say he continues to ride this well, and not only are the results good on paper, but they're all even further inflated by JGR being like, oh, my God, you saved us. We love you. We, they do love him. <laughs> okay, 13, 13 14, 13 this right, year. That's 13, not top 14, 10. 13, 250 East. What, what are they going to do? They, no, you can't. JGR, no. They will be st- Listen, <sighs> I'm Team Freddy. I love Fred Norton. He wore X-Brand goggles forever. I serviced his goggles when he was crushing it. did. But you can't sign him for Supercross. You can't. No. If that's where you're what going, I get If that's where you're going. What are they going to do? Outdoors only, bro. <laughs> I could see I could see uh, a Freddy Crash Fest trying to make 450 Supercross mains and then five races in, J-Bone being like, yeah, I never really looked at the Supercross results. I didn't know. <laughs> Cody no, Cooper? This is, it's Cody this Cooper? Is the ch- this is the Chad Reed slash Justin Hill swap over because neither of those two seem like they want to ride outdoors. So, so there, there you go. go. Uh, you just have Chad, Chad and Freddie. Maybe, maybe Fred would do a fill deal 
or he's a he's a he he he's a spare guy, and he can ride Supercross if you get an injury. Right. That's not a bad idea, actually. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. By the way, so J Bone, who's way too honest, by the way, way too honest. Um. J Bone said he's getting he he was getting heat for results from Suzuki. Like that was yeah. partly why he did this. He's just like that. He's like they just showed Chiz on TV getting lapped, you know. And I, he's like, I can't have that. Well, Chiz, to be fair, Chiz was literally rolling up and down right. the rollers, yeah. like not riding right. the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so. but J Bone's getting heat. So yeah, you never know how much. Look, uh, Hill is their guy. Like it hasn't worked out. It's not been a good season at no. all. I and wonder, now he's hurt. I wonder if anybody saw that coming. Uh, yes, well, that's what I say. Like, partially, if you're JGR, you can be like, "Hey, man, that's not on us." But I guess if you're Suzuki, you can say, "Well, I know it's the rider not coming through like you wanted him to, but we cannot completely disassociate you with him. Like, this is your guy, this is your top rider. He's either doing terribly or he's not even racing. We can't just be like, ah, what are you gonna do, man? So uh, they probably are getting heat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a terrible season for Hill. I can't imagine that Suzuki is like, "Good job, boys." For what they pay him? Well, yeah. I mean, they, they made the decision to hire him. So ultimately, it comes back on the person who decided to hire him I, at some point. I told Coy when they hired him, I'm like, this is a terrible signing. I can't believe I, I can't believe you signed this kid. I'm like, I said, like, he, he was a pain in the ass to TLD. He was a pain in the ass to Peyton. And yes, he got a temp championship. But, like, he, it's not going to work out, dude. It's not. He's not an animal. He's not going to ride 450 full-time week in and week out, blah, blah, blah. He wins San Diego, and Coy's like, yeah, I'm glad I listened to you. You're such an idiot. And, uh, you know, and I'm just like, okay, all right, you got one. You got a San Diego win. Good job. But anyways. Um, I believe way back, and this was well before I was the level of insider uh, that, I was, that I am with JGR now. I didn't live here in North Carolina at the time. But I believe when Josh Grant won the Anaheim 1 race, uh, you had also said, I'm surprised because I told you it was a terrible hire. Yeah, yeah. So there's a long history. Right. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, yeah, honestly, that was, I mean, if you're going to sign Hill for a 250 deal for t- to run, run, I get that, but yeah, this whole plan and this transitioning to 450s, you're just like, oh, boy. Um, Are we, yeah, but we're forgetting, you know, again, I know it's crazy now to look at this tiny sample size. But just that one nutso night in Tampa last year alone <laughs> was making them look like geniuses. We didn't know it was going to go this. We knew this was going to go this badly. Steve did. Oh, stop it. I mean, stop it. Yeah. No. Check the tapes. Go back to those preseason things. All of us were like, oh, yeah, there could be moments. None of us realized, I think, that there I would guess be there zero was, moments. I guess there was zero moments, huh? There were zero moments. Uh, some practice sessions, maybe. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, think Steve, any of us expected it to go this badly. Steve has been pretty consistent on the Justin Hills going to flame out. <laughs> I think we all could see the flame out, but I thought we'd see like three main events where he led and you're like, oh my God, he's so fast. I do agree and with also that. Flame out. I expected that. Yes. Yes. Um, that's, that's what we didn't, we didn't even get that. That's the problem. John Short is a manimal. Good job. He fell in the first turn in Moto 1. Fell in the wow. first turn. Dead last, works his way up to 15th. Second moto, we saw what he did. Got the ninth. He's just, he's on the Teddy Parks experience program. And just, yeah. Great work for John Short. Good dude, too. Mm-hmm. Um, good good work, John Short. That's impressive. Uh, Baggett, uh, JT, what would you tell us about Blake Baggett? I don't know. Uh, 
he, I was standing there when he was talking to Benny Boss's father, and you know he's kind of like, "Hey, every, everything good?" And he's kind of just shaking his head, like, "No." Like he just didn't seem like he was feeling it all day. He, and I think his his results reflected that. But again, like, hard to believe that he did pull the mechanics area for an issue in second moto. Yep. But hard to believe he can go ten eighteen. Just yeah, kind of, I, I, yeah. When he shook his head, you could just kind of tell the way the day was going to go. He and he just wasn't feeling that at all. He told me that we should have a fantasy thing for just him, a fantasy contest. He doesn't know anything about fantasy moto, but he did tell me like we should have something for just him and his. I'm like, yeah. I said because I said you're right. We should have like a which Blake will show up, high point Blake or Blake who sucks. <laughs> we should have one of those things. And he was laughing. And I'm like, you're right. It could be a game because you could take off and win a moto or you could just suck balls. And so he was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. So we can add a separate Blake Baggett you're category. Mark, you're going to have Mark's, Mark's build up? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, separate Blake Baggett fantasy All right. <laughs> finishes. So it's not good, though. Definitely not good. Um, you know, Bogle, Bogle was okay uh, and uh, Baggett not so good. Um Lorenzo's second moto was good. I don't know what happened to Lorenzo in um, Moto 1. Didn't even make a lap, I don't think. Yeah, it crashed on the start, I think. Yep. Um, Henry Miller's bike broke in Moto 2, which really sucked for my fantasy team. 13th in Moto 1, though, for Henry. Good job. James Weeks was 12th forever in the second moto, and then ate crap. He's riding really well. Um, Tyler Bowers on the Pulpamex KX450. We didn't. We 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 it went about as well as a race sponsorship at Washougal last year. So, <laughs> did you say he has a little uh, injury or something? He's got this thing, this lat muscle underneath his armpit. Is that your lat right there? What is that? Your muscle that goes underneath your arms? Like yep. your, there's yep. lats and traps and shit and all that, right? But traps up by your neck. Okay, so traps is what Michael Lessie had, like when he was <laughs> Navy Seal. Yeah, he had traps. Sweet Jesus. Anyway, so. <laughs> Bowers has got a lat, and it looks like a two golf ball size bump because he got hit with a foot peg, and it, it, it cut him, and it dried up blood in there, and he couldn't get it drained because it's dried up blood, and it hurts when he, when, he, when he has to pull on a bike, which Southwick is. So he's hurting. So Pulpamex KX450 DNF Moto2. Benny Bloss would have probably been top 10 overall, but he crashed. Really hard second moto. Yeah, he was uh, he was in tenth. He got ninth in the first moto and then was in tenth in the second. Went down hard. So, all right. Hopefully he's okay for Red Bud. Well, you think he will be like, or do you? Is it, uh, is it semi semi good one? Well, he said I'm banged up pretty good. Oh, okay. I would guess he'll be back. Right. Um, just because he's missed so much time, if he can be out there at all, I would bet right. he would be. Cody Shock, seventeen fourteen, local dude, kind of Delaware. Delaware, yeah. Uh, um. Chris Canning wasn't as good, JT, for us fantasy players. Fell in the first turn, oh, first moto. Yeah, yeah. came from dead last, first yeah. moto. And then the second moto, he was pretty far back again and then caught up, got up to 18th at one point, and then he got tired. Yeah. I mean, he, there, yeah. he absolutely got tired. Yeah, so. he, was, he, was, he was struggling. Uh, Tristan Lane, Pulp Show listener, I guess. Good job for Tristan Lane in moto two, 15th. Nice work. Yeah, yep. he was pumped on you too. Him, him, and JoJo. You've got all the demographics. <laughs> yeah, I do absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those, all those guys. You know who else really likes me? He told me Teddy Parks. Teddy Parks is a big, big Pulpamex fan. So really, yeah, the Ted Parks experience. <laughs> Thank God Ted goes to the races. By the way, do you guys see his setup over there? Like he's got 
So if you want to wear a fly and you want to pay more money, you get under one side of the truck. But if you just want to haul a bike and do your own deal, you got another side of the truck or, 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 or a non-under-the-tent thing. But, dude, Teddy's got to bring, what, 15 guys, JT? Yeah, it's pretty significant. It's uh, there's There are fly easy-ups as far as you can see. It's like a flea market. <laughs> he's got LeMay. He's got Short. He's got uh, Lucurcio. He's got all these guys. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. So, all right. Um, anything else 450-wise? We still Are we still all a Tomac title guy? Like we're still – everyone's there? I don't think it's too much to worry about, but I do I do think it's interesting. 26 so last points? Year, 26 points? Last year, his bike broke at uh, Redbud, and Marv uh, temporarily had the points lead. But I remember going to the next race, which I believe was Millville, and uh, not only was Bruce Sternstrom absolutely positively not going to tell anyone what the bike problem was. Oh, yes, yes, I remember but that. But he also was absolutely positively not worried because he said – yeah, uh, if we just race out the rest of the races, he's going to win because no one can beat him, and they know that. Uh, I think it's – and, you know, I don't think – it would be hard to argue that. I was like, yeah, yeah, we got 10 motos to mm-hmm. go. Yeah. You're going to bet on Eli if it's tied for 10 motos, he's probably going to be the best guy. I think it's – I'm not saying he's not the best guy now, but I do feel that these other riders probably have a little more confidence and a little less fear of maybe I can beat him straight up. No. More often than I could. Well, we this this came up in a Supercross review pod, and oh. JT, you brought it up. <laughs> well, it, all things Tomac has come up in all things pods, right? But yes, but yes. but JT, I think this was you, or maybe it was me, with my great advice. That's how good it was, right? But he doesn't have the intimidation that other greats have. He doesn't have I, that yeah, intimidation. That. He d- doesn't have Carmichael, you know, Chad in Supercross. Oh, you mean, you- not just now, but he doesn't ever I don't have that. I think he has it. I just don't. I don't think oh, those okay. guys care. I just he's oh. when you look at Eli, uh, all time records. Like I just talked about this a couple of weeks, right? Like he's he's crushing it. Like he's going to be fourth or fifth all time, maybe when he's done, maybe higher. Yeah, you know, just wins. Don't, don't just wins. you? In, in that same breath, don't you think that Marvin and Zacho feel like this thing's not over? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think that yeah. I don't think no I don't think he intimidates people like those other greats do. Like when when Red Dog lined up, you knew. Everyone knew. <laughs> I just think this year's a little different. Okay, maybe he wasn't as intimidating as Carmichael Stu, whatever, sure. Villapoto. But I I think after these last four motos, I gotta think if you're Zach or Marvin, you're like, Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. There's no reason for us to think that we can't beat the guy. We've managed to beat him in these motos. Now we know a Tomac Every week's different, and he could just completely destroy everybody at Red Bud and go 1-1 by 30 seconds. But as of now, I've got to feel like we can beat him. And I don't know if anyone felt that way last year at any point. Well, and I was going to say, like, peak Eli and Supercross, where he's winning nine races a year, I think maybe it was a little different then. I, I, but I don't feel that way right this second. So take I that feel, for what you will. I feel like he's had enough times where he's off and been passed – that enough guys have passed him, caught him and passed him, that they're like, yeah. Like, like Freddie. <laughs> like, like Freddie. Yeah. Um, you know, how like many John times. George feeling about Roxon right now. How many times. <laughs> how many t- <laughs> do you think John Short just, Do you think John Short just calls Kehoe this, today? <laughs> I got him. I got him covered. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are looking to upgrade, let me know. Um, yeah, just like how many times did RC and Stu and Ricky. Dunge Villapoto just get caught and passed, right? Like, 
I already feel like Tomax had more of those in his career than those guys ever in, in, in than their careers. Uh, yeah, I, you definitely have a, a point there. Yeah. I mean, look, we were halfway through Supercross this year wondering if he was going to retire. Like, was he Bradshaw burned out? So, right. intimidation factor cannot be that high. No, no. So, yeah. um, by the way, LeMay that said, watch him. He'll just go one one. Yeah, yeah. Again. Exactly. Like, oh crap, it's back. Uh, LeMay uh, blew up his bike in practice, uh, and uh, Honda gave him Tomita's motor. That's pretty cool. Those guys. So, good job nice. for yeah. All right, is that it for two fifties or four fifties? Go to two fifties. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. JT, I want you to know that a dealer has D- Instagram DM me photos of the twenty twenty gear. You can't keep me down forever. So thank you, thank you to that dealer for doing that. It looks great. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Can fly- you tell me which dealer it is because I'm going to white their I, dealership I, on fire. I, can't, I cannot. It is it is my pack that I cannot do that. Right. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Thank, thank you, dealer, for uh, completely. Uh, disregarding our embargo and doing what we've not asked you to do. Thank you. <laughs> well, surely, surely, maybe it was a parts monkey. Who knows, right? You, you can't keep these guys down forever. So was it Skippy? No, it was not Skippy. No. Um, all right. All right. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Formula Helmet is out now. Uh, Justin Bogle, Zach Osborne wearing, winning wearing fly and winning the second moto. Uh, great job for him. Blake Baggett, Ben LeMay from Privateers to Factory Riders, they're all choosing fly racing these days. J- uh, Weege used the uh, uh, kinetic mesh, sorry, 2019 and a half kinetic mesh stuff in his GNCC race a few years ago or a few months ago. Loved it. So, um, it would have been good on a day like, uh, this Florida. National. Oh, Damn, dude. that stuff was good. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so vented. I don't even know. I don't know how it stays together, JT. How does it stay together? It's black magic. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks to, uh, Alpine Stars as well. Tech 10, the most advanced boot of motocross today. Uh, please check them out. Alpine Stars, you know the name, you know the, the brand. And uh, JT and I have both been to Italy and saw the factory at Alpine Stars. They do a great job down there. Monster Energy Pro Circuit using Slick Wash to wash uh, Adam Cincirillo's bikes. And a three-step wash process uh, works great, whether it's mountain bikes, UTVs, dirt bikes, whatever it is. Use the code Steve when you check out at slickwash.com to save with those guys. And thank you, Maxis, maxis.com. AJ Cantonzo running the 125 race this weekend. Did he win? Who won the 125 race? Do we know? Anybody watch it? Uh, uh, yes, uh, Billy Ainsworth. Yeah, Billy Ainsworth, Ainsworth, former national yep. pro. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay, Billy Ainsworth. Well, AJ Catanzaro was in there somewhere, and he was probably using Max's tires. Uh, and Robbie Marshall, the uh, <laughs> most hated of my fantasy memories, he got third. Okay. All right. Cat was fifth. Cat was fifth. Cat was fifth. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Maxis dot com. Everybody, please check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I was speaking to Maxis today for the first time. The watch. It's back on. I put the watch back on. I kept it away from the racetrack for three weekends. Unequivocally, I know the watch now has nothing to do with the sound on TV. The Maxis watch is now back on my wrist. Okay, fantastic. Good Thank to hear. Thank God I didn't actually throw it away. I just merely buried it. <laughs> and we're good. Yes, I did take it back out of the dirt. Of course I did. Uh, thank you to Racetech as well for coming on the podcast. Racetech.com, get your suspension service, get your motor service. Uh, we got a Privateer Island podcast coming out, a Racetech Privateer Island podcast coming out with uh, Cade Clayson uh, tomorrow. Talks about his uh, ability to race again. His suspension has been lifted. So, um, All right. Thanks to those companies for coming on board. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Race Review Podcast, Southwick, 250s. You guys see Ferrandis giving the finger to the fan that was giving him the finger? Yep. The photo? That's great, yep. right? Are we all, oh, on, yeah. are we all on board Give with that? Back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, after the moto? No, nah, his bike's too clean for that. 
Oh, I think it was. I think it was in practice. It had to be because his bike was his front number plate was totally clean. So That's I'm true. assuming it was time qualifying. Hmm. I thought he told me it was after the race, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe he would know. So all right. Okay. So uh, it's a good point, JT. AC Sand uh, results. Uh, he he got on. We had Nick Way on the Pulp Show, and uh, Nick was saying, you know, AC struggled in the sand, this and that. And Adam told me, hey, did Nick say I sucked in the sand? And I'm like, well, I kind of did. And I said, you've gotten 14th, 9th, and 10th at Southwick. Now, granted, those are spread over three years that you know he's had injuries, but those aren't great results. But in Adam's quest to win this title. He had checked another box, JT, and that box was winning Southwick 1-2 on the day. Um, great ride in the first moto. Just blitzed those guys early on, including Cooper, who's got you know opening lap speed up the wazoo. Uh, Adam, again, just whether he's salvaging a third JT from a shitty start or whether he's taking off and winning, like what he did at Southwick to me is exactly what these champions do. They, they just, it all works out. You figure it out. Your weakness was sand. All right, AC went out and won Southwick. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was huge. I mean, you look at Justin Cooper, how fast he was in time qualifying, and if you're you're Adam, you're like, well, that's not a good sign, you know, because <laughs> Justin <laughs> Justin Cooper had all this momentum coming out of Florida. So for Adam to get the start and then basically muscle Justin Cooper out of the way a few times in that first lap, he I thought it first turn by the way, yeah, first turn he moved over pretty good. That was the second moto. First moto, he just kind of moved Justin out of the way on the first lap like a couple times and kind of just sent a message like, hey, uh, yeah, this moto is mine. And then he was proceeded to ride away from him. So You don't have a problem was, with that, though, right? Like, I don't either. Not at all. Yeah, okay, right. Not right. at all. No, I, really, really impressive first moto. Uh, the second moto, yes, he definitely moved over on the start. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Ferrandis just had more, you know, but – I think when you're Adam, you're much more worried about Justin Cooper he, at this point, and he has him behind him, so all is yeah. well with a one-two. Yeah, he told me he saw Cooper on a couple of sections, so he knew it was Dylan, and he said he also knew it was Dylan behind him because of the way Dylan rides his bike, which is wide yeah. open. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean... He saw the, all the people flipping him off. <laughs> exactly right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was the foreigner. Um, yeah, it was impressive, Weege, is what, what we've been saying all, the, all, all year long for AC. Well, it all goes back to Anaheim 1, him saying, I wanted to show him a different guy this year, and I did not do that because he crashed. But for the most part, he has checked out the boxes to show he's a different guy. Uh, he did tell me he's a little worried. He thinks the weight, uh, uh, the, he's a little heavier because he's taller. He did think maybe that would be worse uh, in the sand. But passing and beating Cooper straight up immediately after Cooper gets his first win last week, and that is just mm-hmm. so, so huge. It's so much bigger than just three points. We've seen it over and over. A guy finally gets his first win. It starts to roll. By the way, Ferrandis just beat AC just barely. Like, AC almost got him when Ferrandis got his first win. Uh, where is that? Seattle, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then look at how the series quickly turned. Like, then Ferrandis wins again in Houston. Things mm-hmm. start going bad for AC. Ferrandis ends up winning, what, three of the last four and yeah. wins the title? Like, he knows how this works. So that was huge to be like uh 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 you're right. not nope. you're not getting the edge on me so i think that might change the whole season obviously you're always one crash or bike problem away from blowing all those points but the, that was quite a statement the great rollerball told me in all his wins he said you can't let a guy beat you like two times in a row you just can't you can't yeah. let your rival beat you two times in a row so yep. um yep. but okay so jt we did a post race video uh for racer x myself and wygant mm-hmm. and I said on there like this is the, the championship. It you know 
he's going to win this thing. This is another sign. And Weej, you're not ready to go there. You're not ready for that. Uh, JT, where are you at with that? I'm ready. I'm, I, I don't know if they should give him the number one plate this weekend. That's a little hurried. But, um, yeah, the, 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 it's just it's, co- it's coming together. It's going to happen. I think after this weekend, I'm much more confident that it's going to happen. Uh, I was worried a bit with the way Cooper rode in uh, in Florida. I was worried. And then to see Cooper roll that into qualifying at Southwick, which Cooper was terrible at Southwick last year. I think he went 17-9. So for yeah, him to come crashed. out. Of, he, okay, he was I'm fast. Just, yeah. Right. But I'm just yeah. saying for him to come out that confident and that fast, uh, I was like, Adam's going to need to to turn the tide here before this gets out of hand a bit, which he did it. He did it. So yes, I'm, uh, I'm much more confident in AC's ability to manage this thing down the stretch than I was. Let's yep. put it that way. Yep. See that Weesh? JT and I are on board. You're not. Well, look, he's won five races and had a third in the first six rounds. So I know it's hard to not say this is looking really good, but come on, man. He also won three of the first five supercross races he was ever in. And then it all completely fell to crap. And then he was three minutes away from winning a Supercross title this year, and it all completely fell to crap. I feel like I'd be an idiot to be like, oh, yeah, this time. I mean, he's, we've already had he's it always been better. face many times. He's always been better outdoors. We all know that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. too. Right. I think any other situation, like if this were 2015, and let's say AC doesn't get hurt that very first year in Supercross. He wins the title like he should have. I think you'd be like, yeah, this is just the way it goes. He's won five out of six. He's this talented. He's this good. But we've seen too many times where he had it and somehow it went away. Uh, don't even get me started on these USGPs. Like, just it, every time it's like, okay, it's finally all coming together. Right. So I cannot guarantee it until I see him holding the plate. Um, all right. Cooper had a good day, 2-3. And afterwards, uh, funny how the results were exactly the same. 1-2, 3-1, and 2-3 for the podiums in both classes. Weird, right? Because you don't see a 3-1 yeah. and a 2-3 too often, you know, like all that. So, anyways, um, Cooper rode well, just tipped his visor to those guys for being good, um, you know, and, and, and he had to, he didn't get the start in the second moto. I mean, it was like sixth or seventh or something, but he still had to work his way up from, from those guys were one and two. So, um, Cooper rode well. Hampshire 4-4. McElrath had his best day. Why again? Oh, my gosh. That had to be so big. Like, yeah. finally. And uh, uh, Mac, or, or, sorry, McAdoo was also very good. Came from way back in the first moto. I think he got yeah, seven. Yeah, he fell in the first turn. Two. He fell in the first yeah. turn in moto one. Yeah. Got uh, 11. And, uh, I was worried because he was another one that had major problems last week with the heat. So I saw on the first lap he was in 25th, and I'm like, yeah, he's done, dude. Like, yeah. you can't. You can't. Dude, McAdoo told me that there's an hour and a half after the first moto that are just blank. He wasn't unconscious. He apparently was talking to people. He remembers none of it. Really? And I'm like, yeah, this is going to go good. So when I saw 25th on lap one, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Another bad break for this team. And then all of a sudden, late in the moto, there he is. And then even better in moto two. So between that and McElrath, oh, my God. They had it going worse than JGR right now. That had to be huge. I saw Keith a little bit at the airport on a Sunday. He was... Definitely feeling a lot better. Yeah, he he read what I wrote last week. I said sometimes you're the hammer and sometimes you're nail. And right now Tyler keeps the nail. And he saw me and I'm like, so I'm the nail, huh? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Um, well, he was on my flight, which is not normal. Normally, yeah, California guys are not connecting going <laughs> to another Eastern airport. But I'm walking past him on the plane. I'm like, great, the guy with the worst luck ever is on my plane. 
right. we're good. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, McAdoo was on the far right gate for Moto One. Um, I guess he just didn't qualify that well. I'm not really sure why he went there. Mm. And I said, "Hey, ram it!" And he looked up at me. I'm like, "Just head left." And he didn't even smile. He's looked at me like I was a stranger. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in the zone, or or, or he's very now. depressed." Yeah. yeah. Um, Hunter Lawrence, JT. Do you remember me saying after Hunter Lawrence's uh, high point that this is it? He's going to be podium guy the rest of the way? The way? Yeah, I got that wrong. He wasn't good. <laughs> Hunter Lawrence wasn't good. Yeah, I think he has uh, the Instagram post of the, the season so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah. saying that he should have been a mammoth riding amateur class. Right. I, th- I think that might be a bit of a stretch, but yeah, yeah certainly uh, yeah. I think he's, he's struggling with some of – some of this not knowing the track, I think I I was very surprised at how good he was at high point without riding the track. Like mm-hmm. that blew my mind how how good he could be that quickly. Yeah, but Southwick it seemed to work against him a bit. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know where it goes from here. I do think he'll have really really good motos, but maybe he'll have some puzzling motos in the mix too. Uh, Red Bud should help him because he's ridden there before. But yeah. I will say the the biggest. The biggest factor in all of this is he's got to get better starts. How, how can he? That's killing him. How can he not be that good in the sand? He's, fr- he's you know he raced in Europe for two years. Like he, you know, like uh, that was puzzling to me. It's a weird sand at Southwick. We've you I know, know we talked about that still, many times, but still, I, I, I really believe that the starts were the biggest problem. If he starts top three and gets to go with the leaders, I think it helps him quite yeah. a bit. But that track's really difficult to pass on if you're mired in the pack. And I just think he was around guys that were going pretty fast, but not on the leader's pace. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of fell into those guys' pace. Uh, speaking of the JGR guys, uh, well, actually, if we only knew somebody who that was connected to the Geico team a little bit and could tell us about Hunter Lawrence. Uh, I think all those dudes, uh, Sexton obviously at the top, but I think they all had residual not feeling it after Florida. Yeah, Sexton, uh, we, we didn't even mention him. Sexton didn't yeah. even make it well, for Moto2. Sexton, the worst, but I, I believe that Lawrence was good, you know, for the... Or, they all had their version of what Roxon Moto was like, just at a reduced version of it. But, like, I'm good for a little while, and, oh, my God, now I'm really feeling tired. Probably so, all dating back to last weekend. Do you, six, do, you sit, do you sit Sexton down for this weekend? I would. You I sit him down all week. Too. I sit him down all week, and yeah. then I let him ride on Saturday. That's oh, okay. what I do. All right. Yeah. And they get a weekend off. So this is just too perfect an opportunity to me to, to get rest before you well, really hold on. You guys dig are, yourself. Are you saying two different things? Weed, you're saying don't race Red Bud? Or no? Oh, I'm saying don't race Red Bud. No, yeah. you're saying risk rate. Oh, you're saying JT, JT saying, don't ride all week race. Yes. Weekend. Yeah. Oh. I'm saying you shouldn't have ridden last week. The fact that he was riding motos midweek last week was a terrible idea. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Somebody needed to step in and say, hey, dude, what are you doing? Do you know that he did that? <laughs> Do you know? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's for ridic- a fact. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, so that was a terrible idea for one, which he suffered because of it on Saturday. He just needs to rest, man. Like I really think if you just let him rest during the week, he's gonna bounce back quickly. But if you get out there and just ride again before you've even recovered, yeah, of course you're not gonna be able to get back to 100. percent Somebody so, told me uh, one of their theories was these uh, teams come down toward Florida. I mean, the the, the truck's got to be down there anyway because they're having a race down there. So they go and they hang out in one of the riding areas. Uh, and the riders, when they could have a week, say, leading up to this Florida race, where they're like, I'm taking it easy, man. I'm taking a day off. I'm not going to ride. Especially if you're a young guy like Sexton, it's pretty hard to have the team there 
and not be like, hell yeah, you're here, I'm here, let's test, let's hammer motos. Um, and it's really tough if you're Sexton and you're 19 years old to understand, yep, I got to actually not do that. It's just hard to do that. So they I agree, I agree. I, and, yeah. and I'm I'm making decisions as an adult who went through a career and I'm way past that and watched all these guys. Yeah. But you would hope, you would hope a guy that that's, that is that good and that talented and has a lot of smart people around him would step in and say, Hey dude, relax. You know, just like what Nick way is doing for Adam since well, yeah. I mean, Dan he needs someone with wisdom around Dan Bentley knows better. I, I know. Yeah. I, and I don't know who would, who would be, I don't know who that person would be for him. I don't, Yeah, but there are enough people around that know that like, Hey, you're in between two brutal races in which the first one you had a horrible day because you got too hot. You don't need to do anything this week. Like if you do anything, go into an air conditioned room and ride your spin bike. That's it. Like at the most, like you yeah. need to relax and rest above all else. And yeah. I, I only hate it because I really believe that Sexton works his butt off and he, you know, didn't have anybody telling him like, Hey, hard work is only going to hurt you right now, you know? And, and he was so hell bent and probably embarrassed and, and really bummed that he wanted to get back out there and work harder when that's the absolute worst thing he could have done. But I know that. And I don't even train. I, we all know that. that. Yeah. When you're that heated, like you couldn't even start a moto, like, dude, you got to rest. Like look at Eli Tomac years ago. Look at all these guys. That have, I mean, this is a, this yep. is, this is, isn't, are, isn't as basic one one oh one like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a saying, and I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's basically when you're a hammer, you only know how to do one thing, and that's hammer, right? So I think Sexton is a hard worker, and he only knows hard work, and he's never faced a situation like this where right. rest is actually the answer, and not hard work. Like it seems like there's this there's this conception in racing that, or misconception probably, that hard work is always the answer, and most yeah. times it is, but in this case, it absolutely is not. Yeah. I just want to be just for clarity's sake. I want to say like I think the rig was there leading up to the Florida race, and that's right. when he was going extra hard. Uh, I don't think that was a factor uh, this this week. I don't I don't want to make it sound like the, the rig was there. They're like, get out there, boy. We know you overheated two days ago. No, man. that's that's, well, that's what I hear. I heard I heard yeah. you say that, Weed. You said that Dan was whipping. <laughs> Stop it. Yep. No, that was before know, Florida, not after. I just know yeah. as a racer, it's always like, man, I got tired. I got too hot. I got to be better than that. You know when when everything's telling you like I need to be stronger and better, you don't think that the answer could be to do less. And, and sometimes it is, you know, it just, sometimes you have to just let your body recover and get back to being strong again, because it's obviously you, you put it into a, a deep, dark place. You know, actually, uh, to bail you out, it's not all uh, just your opinion, JT. We both Mathis and I asked, uh, Alex Martin who rides with Sexton and it was kind of similar what he said again, that yep. week leading up, he's like, dude, he, really did a lot of extra motos oh way to throw way to throw troll train under the bus good job wow that one's not secret um speaking of troll train he was good dude he was good fell in the first lap uh fifth fifth in the second moto we're losing championship points which you know kind of sucks for our title hopes but but he was good he charged from way back to 10th in moto one fell in fell when he got a finally got a good start so so do we see a little troll train run here? Because Redbud's been a track he's been really good at. Oh yeah, no, no, we're, we're and then Millville. Run. Millville goes without saying. Yeah, no, no. The run, so, the run started yeah. last weekend. Should be on a little run. Yep, yep. Uh, Things are really turning around for J Bone. Hartraft seven eight. Good job for Brandon Hartraft. He's got himself a spot on the Pulp and Mech show tonight for that ride. New Jersey zone. 
Good job. Well, this is what we New Jersey riders do. It's what we do. Yep. Good point. We have sand pits, legendary sand pits. Uh, if only those sand granules could talk because of the stories of Jason Lawrence that they've witnessed. It's what we do. It would be subpoenaed if they could talk. <laughs> uh, it's what we do. Colt. Just Jersey style. Colt Nichols fell in the first turn in Moto2, got up from dead last, got 11th, went from 37th to 11th. Good job for Colt Nichols. Uh, I like to see that kind of stuff. Uh, really impressive. Hayes was Hayes rode well. Uh, Master Pool rode well in one moto, and he fell somewhere early in Moto Two. Jerry had his best ever national finish. Jerry Robin, everybody, fourteen seventeen for Jerry. He got a little tired, but damn, he was good before that. Yep, yep. Finally coming together. Uh, that's not getting tired for Jerry standards like that. What? What the hell? So there's well, dude, Jerry. He, rode, he was top ten forever. Is all I'm saying. I agree, but I was just waiting every lap. I'm like, when's Jerry just going to disappear? When's it? No, when's he no, just going to no, be 30th? No, no, that's the old Jerry. What's going on here? Minnesota guys are good in the sand. Oh. They've always right, been good in the fine. sand. Fine. So Jerry rode well. Good job, Jerry. I'm just saying good. the dude who has literally become a legend for the tantalizing, oh, my God, the result should have been there, but it didn't happen, then goes out and puts in his most solid performance ever at the race where even the dudes who finished on the podium, the most well-trained, prepared riders in the country, maybe the world, are like, dude, it was so brutal. And there's Jerry mm -hmm. just grinding out his most consistent day at the races ever. It was a career best for him at a national, he said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nick Gaines Jerry. did well. That's like three weeks in a row, JT, for Nick Gaines. Uh, yeah, I thought he DNF'd somewhere. He got 10th in Moto2. Tenth. Yeah, I think he DN I think he DNF'd the second moto at Florida though. Did he? Yeah. yeah. High okay. point was really good. Yeah. yeah. I think it was fast in Florida, right? The result didn't right. show. Right. Uh Alves also. Dan Truman. Yeah, that was good. Can't Florida trust Dan can't trust Dan Truman because Dan said his his ankle last week was the size of a softball. Yep. Somehow Alves toughs out finishes. Um Florida guys. Florida guys ride the sand. Well, it's always been that way. Uh Derek Drake? Anyone? Anybody? Did you have him on your fantasy team, JT? Hell no! And it was oh, it, okay. it made right. my day. Oh, all right, because you. I would not let that. I would not let that go silent if I had him on my team. Okay, all right. So I guess your level of concern was more of the just general concern. It would have been even I was, higher. My, well, my level of concern was that he had gotten such good starts and was running top three. I was very concerned. At oh. <laughs> Very concerned that it might go well for other people. Well, yeah, everybody else was getting way too many points. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that was that was alarming. Although, I don't know. I, I, are these two races back-to-back -back so brutal that you almost have to take a step back and not judge too harshly and be like, this is an exceptionally taxing situation and you can't judge the riders just based on this? Because obviously that's not a good look. Well, Jordan Bailey was another guy that you're just like, he looked exhausted. exhausted. I don't think that – I don't think you can – show oh, a ton of mercy for Drake getting that tired. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. At least Bailey hung in there somewhat. I, I don't think you can excuse him for getting passed uh, by the guys he was getting passed by at the very end, guys like Henry Morans. Henry Morans? His, yeah. his name's Kevin. Oh. Well, isn't there a Hen I think there's a Henry Morans. Maybe I, I got – sorry, I got the names mixed up there. Uh, but regardless – You don't even know his first name. That's who you're getting passed Yeah, by. regardless – you can't get passed by those guys with the money you're making and the equipment. You have everything taken care of. You you can't get passed in the motor by those guys. I will. You can't do it. I, 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 
I don't want to be one of the old guys that walks uphill to both ways, but it's it's amazing to me. You have a trainer, a facility, a factory bike. This is this is it's inexcusable. There's one thing you can control. Like I get being tired. I get being tired. Like don't get me wrong, but dude, those guys were dying. They were dying. So I agree. Um, Hayden Halstead, Canada's own. He drives the truck for the the Yamaha factory team up there, and then he gets a ride as well. And he got nineteenth in one moto. Good job for Hayden Halstead. Wow. Yeah. Nineteenth in one moto. Uh, uh, happy Canada Day, everybody. By the way, what else? And, and, yeah, today. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's our July fourth. Is that like a coincidence that the a complete coincidence that Canada July fourth is three days from the American July fourth? Uh, yeah. I don't know how that worked. Who knows? I don't know how that that's, went down. That's quite random. They might have just said, "Hey, let's let's beat the Americans and do it three days before." I don't know. <laughs> um. Hey, shout out to Cody Williams. On the 125 out there, he was top 20. First of all, he qualified, A, on a 125. B, he was top 20 in the second moto forever on a 125. I'm like, who is this dude? Good job, Cody Williams. He didn't finish there, but. And also, by the way, Cody, you need to have a 150 in there. If you... I'm still really unsure why he's doing this. Does he, is he just hate like torturing himself? I don't know, but he better have a. Uh, a 150 in there because no one will check and no one will care. So just come on, Cody. Put a 150 in there. Good job. Um, uh, is it Lobster Claws? And speaking of that, where what's up with Stank Dog? <laughs> I don't know, Weege. I'm not sure why. What, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just throwing in the two-stroke thing, but where's he yeah, been? I don't know. Yeah. I saw him at High Point. There, uh, his, his buddy Daniel Blair has, has a theory that the, the straight rhythm win was much like all he could possibly hope to accomplish in his life and he has no more goals no more nothing to strive for <laughs> so like cooper webb or ferrandez saying they had the supercross hangover and it was hard to get up for hangtown two weeks later uh-huh uh, that is him for the rest of his life yes yes absolutely <laughs> forever the red bull straight rhythm did him in he beat villapoto straight up i'm done yep he's, he's, a- he's like uh like uh what's the hockey player for the washington capitals his oh. whole off season. Oh, Ovechkin. Ovi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ovechkin. Right. That's him. That's him for the rest of his life. But wait a minute, wasn't that Stank Dog's previous life? I don't he's know. Just, yeah, I, just. I'm just telling you what his, his agent Daniel Blair told me. So Stank Dog's not back to the just grinding, physical, unbelievable training program no, that he no, was. No, he's not. He's not back to <laughs> okay, that. No, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so he's like uh, the okay. beginning. The beginning of Rocky Three is what you're saying. <laughs> yep. This fur coats. Uh, all right. Porsches. Um, shout out to Jake Penhonkos, local guy, qualified really well, looked great all day. Had him on my fantasy team. He had a, a hole in his header pipe in the first moto, and he was going backwards, and it didn't look good, but he hung on there for double points, JT. Good job. He did. He did. I've never I've never cheered so hard for someone who was just full struggle bust the entire moto, yeah. but he got it done. He got, got heart. Hit heart. Good job. Good job, Jake. This is what fantasy does to you people. Um, what else? Uh, He's Zane... actually known for that, like locally. He's one of the classic NESC warriors that'll do like sixteen motos in a day. So there you go. Good my choice, my source told me that he, he gives canning all he wants at the locals, local races. Well, yeah, they're like our two stars at the Racer X main event race in Maine. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yep. And and somebody said he was super fast on eighties. He won a world title on an eighty. 
Yeah, he did win. They have that FIM World Junior yeah. Cup race. Yeah. That Team USA participation is on and off. But one year he did win. I I do feel like as an amateur, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa look out. And it may be... Oh, okay. So you, so, you know, so you know him a little bit, or you know of him. Yeah, yeah like, I do oh, remember oh. from the amateur days. Like, not just one of these stayed in New England, never heard of him dudes. Um, he was oh, on okay. the national radar for right. a little while. Yeah. You guys, you ever talk to Zane Merritt, either one of you? No, I just marvel at his hair, that's all. Okay, I was just going to say that. I finally met the kid this weekend. What about that yeah. hair? Oh, it's great. JT, have you seen this? Uh, I just saw a some sort of video he made. Like a, There was like a documentary made on him. I saw that, Dude, and I was mesmerized. He, he has hair like straight out of like like a rock video in the 80s. It's fantastic. It's a great set of hair. It's on. almost uh, – Sammy didn't grow his hair out super long by 80s standards, but it's got a similar it does. similar that, style to it. And that could be why I, it caught my eye. Yeah, the ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. The ramen noodle hair. Right. It's fantastic. Good job, Zane Merritt, on that hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Marty had a rough day. Marty crashed in Moto 1 and then uh, pulled out of Moto 2. Not sure what happened. Anybody know? Nope. Um, no, I could look at the Kelly PR if it's Walter. Walter White had a rough day also. <laughs> I saw Dabo has posted something about some sort of injury he's dealing with. So maybe rib, it was that got a rib injury. I know that. Well, I know that uh, apparently the back, uh, the neck back situation that he had somewhat rectified. Mm-hmm. I guess part of that was uh, you know getting like a nerve block type thing that eventually was going to wear out. So I think that's where he's at again. Something like that. Like it's, well, he it's not to, healed. He managed to hold yeah. on in Supercross, didn't he? Kind of. Yeah, it was like you notice it was like a few good weeks. Well, it was <laughs> enough to get the job done against Troll Train. So. Oh, I see. I forgot where the saltiness yeah. is coming from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we couldn't get we couldn't get by Ryan Sibes in Nashville. <laughs> we hadn't ridden a Supercross in eight eight years. Just couldn't had nothing. Ryan Sibes had everything for us. All right, here's the Marty report. Ready? Yep. This weekend was difficult for me for sure. The high physical demands of the track got the best of me, and I had a few good get offs, but I won't give up. That's not in my blood. Hopefully things come together next weekend at Redbud, and we'll keep pushing forward. Suck it, Steve. Yeah, I, he didn't say the high physical demands of this track. There's no chance he said high physical demands of this track. There's just no chance. <laughs> Vanessa, what about that's not in my blood? He does not give up, Van- Steve. Vanessa made that up. 100% <laughs> Vanessa made that up. There's, just, there's no way that really was said by Marty Davalos. There's no chance. Can we get uh, Vanessa to help Lucercio with his future PR <laughs> yeah, releases? we should. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, all right. We're on to Redbud, right? Anything else? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Billy, our uh, timing and scoring graphics guy, who was back for the first time this year uh, on the TV side. It wasn't Billy's perfect, Weege. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> there were still mistakes. I mean, Look, the, the thing was still went crazy a few times, and he had to just close the whole thing out. Well, what I heard that actually was was that they had so many freaking entries. They had to have more than 40 riders, I think, in seated practice, which they don't normally do. Um, I don't know. Could we have been looking at a C practice session? Uh, okay, so, so uh, JT, the series is... I was watching a moto. So, JT, the series is so successful, JT. The series is so successful that it's just throwing it off for a loop. That's what we just saying. From MX in Sports. practice, they told us that timing and scoring in practice is going to be a little messed up because there's three more riders that are allowed to that can fit. You can't fit more than forty riders on that thing, but there are going to be more than forty riders on the track. As for well, the motos, I'll take this was in a moto. This was in a moto. Uh, I got nothing except Morans, and these guys are running top six. You know, like it was just going oh. just total haywire, look, and then you just look like they just close it all out and say screw it. 
Look, the high back. physical demands of the track got the best of us, but that's <laughs> not my plus. We will not give up. It All was right. better. It was better. It just yeah. we're not. We're moving on to Redbud. We're looking forward to improving and well, building on this. I'm sure you had your chance on Friday night, JT, at the dinner to express all of your uh, dissatisfactions with the broadcast. <laughs> oh, I just hammered on him, bro. Hammered. <laughs> I forgot the paths crossed. JT hammered. and I made dinner plans. Then uh, our producer, Chris Bond, and our pit reporter, Will Christian, wanted to go to dinner. So we all came together. Kumbaya. We all came together. And, and, Good time and, was, and was JT just hammering Bondo for, for these issues? He said I, nothing. Oh, shocker. Mm, shocker. It wouldn't have been a problem because Bondo <laughs> listened to this show. Like He's aware of the concerns. He's heard the, he's heard the complaints. What I don't understand is JT's complaints about the sponsored features. Like I don't get that part. Like <laughs> The Teddy Parks experience needs to be featured because he's fly guy, and, and, and that's how bills get paid. So there was something that happened this weekend, though, Weege, and maybe you can refresh my memory. You guys were at commercial and something big happened, like a big pass for the lead or something happened. I gosh, I can't remember what it was, but I oh, was yeah. watching. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think it was one of the first motos and Bondo was so mad. I think somebody passed Anderson or Anderson passed someone maybe 15 seconds before we were done with the commercial. Yeah. And he was so mad. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you can't you can't predict yeah. that. I, I totally understand. I just was feeling for you guys. I'm like, oh, that's not going to go over well on a on a forum somewhere. No, I mean, I think the first moto is a little different. Uh, I mean, I don't think the difference in the Mav TV size audience and the NBC Gold audience is as big. The second motos, there's way more people watching on TV than the internet because the size of the audience grows when we well, get on the bigger channel. What was sweet was getting back to my hotel after the race and the, and the motos were on. I just got to the hotel room and the motos started. So sweet. On NBC Sports. We should do that every time. And yeah. for some reason, we had, by the way, the half-hour break between motors. I don't even know why. I think the heat, right? I don't know. No. I, I, mean, schedule, I, think, I think it was just to give them a break. I mean, there was no other reason to do it. No. Put, the, put the 125 race in there, right? Yeah. Well, I suppose it wasn't that's live, been there every so week. it was like, why not take extra time if it's not going right. to be live that's, anyway. that, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Honestly, man, is that, that might not be a bad strategy overall. Yeah, I, I agree. As a, as a as a former mechanic, that, uh, screw the riders. It's the teams that need help to you know, especially like you think about those guys that don't have a mechanic and don't have a whole team behind them, and you got to do all this work and get ready for your bike. And uh, like I remember when there was intermission, the horn would go off and I'd still be finishing my bike up. I can't imagine now, in 2019 with no intermission, your the amount of work you got to get done hasn't changed since I was a mechanic. It might have even gotten more. And like I don't know how these guys and that's and that's a safety thing like. You missed something on their bike because you're rushing or whatever. Like, yeah, give these guys more time if you can at all. I, I've never understood that. And factory teams have more help now, though. No, they do. There's a pick. That, yep, they've had, they've actually literally had to bring in more guys. You know. Yeah, but what about you know Jerry's and John Shorts? You know those guys. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm just telling so. you that's how they, that's how teams have responded to it. Right. Freddie didn't even have a mechanic between motors last weekend. He had to do it all himself. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie split his cases in between motos too. I heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his third gear went out. Yeah, <laughs> he had <laughs> split his cases. Freddie, Freddie got a gear deal too. Do you see that? Freddie switched gear. Uh, Freddie got everything. Freddie got O'Neill now. He just that's it. I know. They just gave him the Josh, uh, the Justin Hill gear. Yeah, just here you go, yeah. Freddie. We got extras laying around. Right, right. So uh, they were. I can't tell you how happy J Bone was. It, it's amazing. It, it's. So he was ecstatic with with this finish and this ride and everything. So was it happier than when they found Budman at Vegas? <laughs> he said. Moving on, he said he got two. He's gotten two texts from Coy all year. Two texts. One that Hill sucks and needs to needs to quit or get fired at some race. Two. What are we doing with Chisholm out there? 
Those are the only texts that, that Coy has sent. So, to give you an idea. No, I thought you said the second text was good job on Norin. Oh, was that it? Yeah, yeah I think good job just, on Freddie. Oh, I got my stories mixed up then. Okay, so <laughs> so, so now you've made up a no, no, no. Okay. Some coy that never happened. I need to confirm with Jaybone tonight on the show. Then the second text was, <laughs> yeah, I think it was good job on Norn. I do now that I look back on it. That's what you told me. We right, 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 right. Two texts yeah. all year. Coy did not, for the record, send a text okay. saying Chiz is not good. Right. You know what? The Suzuki guy was mad about Chiz. That's right. The Suzuki uh, guy okay. was mad about Chiz because Chiz. Was whole shotting the Moto Two at uh, yeah. at WW Ranch, and then the next thing that they saw Chiz, he was getting lapped and, like JT said, rolling. So um, that was it. Yeah, I make it a habit on TV just to help these dudes out. If a guy gets a whole shot and is later seen getting lapped, I generally don't mention the name of the rider. <laughs> like, if you're a fan and you can figure it out, good for you. But I'm not. I'm just hey, like G- hey, little... Grant. There, there's Derek Drake, Grant. <laughs> I I do just a little favor from me to them. Right. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. All right. We're moving, moving on to Red Bud. Series is already at a halfway point here. Man, it goes fast. So, Red Bud this weekend. Um, cannot wait. So, thanks to uh, Fly Racing, Racer X. Thank you, uh, uh, Alpine Stars. Thank you, Maxis. Thank you, Slick Wash as well. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Anything else, boys? That's it. That's it. All right. Yep. See you next week. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. 
I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omaro. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,